Welcome back to another episode of 50 Shades of NBA Pod. I'm Nathan. I'm Trey. And we have another special guest for you guys. We are joined today by the University of Dubuque women's basketball coach, Coach Smith. If you don't mind introducing yourself. Yeah, thanks guys. Yeah, I'm I'm Justin Smith. I'm the head women's basketball coach here at the University of Dubuque. And, and I've been, this is uh, just uh, finished up my sixth season here at the university. Yeah, um, uh, he was so generous and kind to come on to the podcast today. We reached out to him a couple of weeks ago and finally got a little time to sit down and talk about ball, talk about his uh, coaching approach to the women's team. And yeah, we're excited to have you on. Yeah. Thanks. Appreciate it. Yeah. So right away, we'll get into it. Uh, just tell us a little, Oh, Oh, my forgot bad, one Trey. Thing. It's yeah. episode 30. It is episode We're 30. We're big 3-0 out here. <laughs> of course. Completely forgot to introduce that. I missed yeah. it too. We didn't even look up a player. Uh, wait, Steph Curry. Nah, we got to find a cooler one than that. Del Curry. There you go. Okay. Julius <laughs> Randle. Oh, it's the Julius Randle episode. The Julius Randle episode. We're going to do an unnecessary spin move that will lead to points somehow. I love it. I love Perfect. it. Perfect. Going to be in the three-point competition <laughs> somehow, some way. Somehow, some way. But that, I'm sorry about the interruption. Nathan, take it away. Take it back. Yeah. <laughs> So, Coach Smith, just tell us a little bit about your your background, how you got into basketball, what uh, steps led you to the Univer- University of Dubuque. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I actually somewhat of an unorthodox path to being a college coach. I was um, I was a high school coach, a high school teacher for twelve years. Um, here, ten of them here in Dubuque, and then two years back, um, I went to the University of Northern Iowa and uh, coached a really small. Um, high school there for two years called Janesville Consolidated Schools, and, and that's kind of that's kind of my path that kind of led me to college. I, mean, I played high school basketball; I had a real passion for it, um, but decided that you know when I was in college, I wanted to make some extra bucks and and apply. This was back in the day when you had to go to the actual newspaper to find a job, and uh, <laughs> and uh, so that kind of made tell you how old I am, and uh, and I was able to find a wanted ad for or a wanted ad for. Um, uh, a middle school girls basketball coach. I showed yeah. up for the interview and they, they ended up giving me the varsity girls assistant job. So um, yeah. needless to say, we, we, uh, we weren't very successful that season, <laughs> but uh, uh, that led me to, to Dubuque, Iowa and uh, being a high school coach and teacher. And then I was able to get on staff as the assistant at, at UD, uh, you know, after, you know, I did that for three years and then got promoted to head coach right as COVID hit. So that was a mm-hmm. fun little uh, segue into my college head coaching experience of having to deal with COVID that year. So, but, Really happy at the university. I'd love it. It's definitely, yeah, it's not, I don't have the normal. You see here a lot of people that maybe were a college player and then, or a graduate assistant or something like that. And to get into the college game, I kind of, I think I'm a little lucky or a little bit. I had a lot of, um, you know, elbow grease into my into my career if mm-hmm. I pay my dues and kind of work my way up the up the ranks to be a college coach. Yeah, absolutely. That's awesome, though. We we appreciate you sharing that with and us. We love it. Yeah. So I guess. Yeah. Looking back, growing up and and all that, what what like teams or uh, programs did you follow or just love to turn on on a Saturday or whatever, either pro yeah. or college, whatever. Yeah, I am a from a college standpoint. I'm a like a lot of people in the state. I guess I'm a huge Iowa Hawkeyes fan. So I grew up wanting to be a Hawkeye, and still to this day, I'm a diehard. Um, Iowa Hawkeye basketball and football fan, and especially with the women's team right now, it's a mm-hmm. lot of fun with Caitlin Clark and all that, uh, all that that's going on there. And you know, NBA wise, you know, that's the the funny part about it. I really never latched onto a team until probably my you know probably about 15 years ago. 
and I'm actually a, a diehard uh, Oklahoma City Thunder fan. That's awesome. So, so even now, so I'm a real. Uh, well, now they're getting a little bit better now with all the draft picks and the younger uh-huh. players, but uh, I, I've I've stayed with them even through the the, the Westbrook and and KD and uh-huh. Harden leaving and all those guys. So um, yeah, so it's kind of weird. I've, I've been to about seven. Thunder games in person and down to OKC a few times and uh, actually got to see one of uh, Tim Duncan's last uh, playoff games in OKC. So, um, yeah, just a, a huge NBA or, or Thunder uh, Thunder fan. But no offense, I don't, you know, with the number 30, I, I am a big Steph Curry fan too. So, it's, you know, shooters got to shoot. People, so I, I, like yeah. I think, I think yeah. everyone on this podcast is a big Steph Curry fan. Yeah. I just thought it'd be funny. It's like yeah, a rite of passage almost. Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. Got to trash one player. That we don't actually dislike every single episode. Got to. Can't be Joel Embiid ever. Oh, I don't know about that. One day it'll come. It One won't day come. come. Yeah, we appreciate that. Yeah, for sure. Um, going back to the Caitlin Clark stuff, I mean, we got to ask you about it. How did you feel about the the Angel Reese, Caitlin Clark situation that played out and how big the media made it afterwards? Yeah, I, I mean, my perspective would probably be pretty similar to, to some people that outside the state of Iowa, which is, I thought it was great. I think it's for the women's game, you know, like, you know, you know, with gender equality, you know, you, that happens in the men's game. People don't think much about it. Mm-hmm. Um, and so Angel Reese maybe took it more, a little bit further than, and then what you would expect. Uh, but obviously that probably helps her with her social media platform and followers um, and her NIL uh, and stuff. But uh, no, I think that's the one thing with Caitlin Clark. I know she even changed my perspective a little bit on, on how, how, how the women's game is going as far as like letting emotions, let, let let the women play with just as much emotion as the men do, um, and I think that was I think the pinnacle. Like I don't know if there's ever been a time when people are talking more about women's basketball than after that game. That's so totally. even if you you know even if you're saying it maybe wasn't for the you know it could be a little bit of a negative light or whatever you want to call it. Maybe if you're an Iowa fan, you're not happy about it, but uh, um, it definitely brought a lot of awesome um, news coverage to the women's game, which was much needed. Yeah, absolutely. I think just outside of obviously the tremendous talent that. Both teams displayed all throughout the tournament. Seeing this other side of women's sports and women's athletes that I feel like most people don't experience was amazing. And you could look towards the viewership and just the social media engagement with uh, the women's tournament overall as evidence to like people love it. People love seeing the emotion and like raw effort that goes into the sport. So I, I personally was a fan of it. And I'm excited to see where it'll take not only women's basketball, but uh, women's collegiate sports and professional sports into the future. Yeah, I really wanted to also highlight what you said about letting women play with emotion. I feel Mm -hmm. like a lot of the time that's not something people let them do. And I I really I hadn't thought about it, but I really enjoyed that idea of like, no, they're they're just like expressing themselves in the moment too. I mean, she just won a national championship over someone who has clearly like captured the media's heart mm-hmm. at some point. So I think it's a great way to put it. Just letting that emotion kind of, kind of take you places. Yeah, for sure. I guess, uh, looking at your profession, obviously you coach the women's team. How, like, do you deal with, um, uh, emotion and all that more often? Would you say coaching the women's team or do you think it's pretty comparable um, to a male sport for those who aren't familiar with, you know, men and women's basketball. Yeah, I, I think it's like, kind of just like talking about the Kitlin Clark stuff is I think things have shifted since even, you know, I'm on year 19 mm-hmm. of coaching high school girls or college women. And 
And I would say um, relationship building is probably more important on the women's side even today. Um, but you're you're seeing um, on the women's side just as much as the men's side of just the commitment and effort it takes, and, the, and like I said, the raw emotion of how to play, how to play. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I'm. I, I do I do laugh once in a while, or I used to as a younger coach too. The things that maybe were said by a coach in a men's locker room would be a little bit different than what's said in the women's locker room and, and the reaction you would get. Um, and so sometimes I listen to Coach Rob on the men's side and, and getting into his guys. I'm like, ooh, I don't know if I could say something. <laughs> uh, but but I think overall, I think yeah, like I think you know in, in 2023, I think uh, I, I love I love the fact that I think women want want to be coached just. And, and no different than how men are coached, and, and so, um, but or and, and the fact of like every individual needs to be coached different. So real relationships, whether it's a man, male or female, you got to really build those relationships to figure out what motivates athletes. Yeah, um, absolutely. And, and, and so it's changed a lot, I think, since when I started as a player in the early, you know, the late '90s, early '90s, until you know today as a as a coach. For sure, I appreciate that. Thank you. Um, sticking with your team specifically. Uh, and the recruiting process, because obviously that's something that isn't necessarily um, what the NBA does. I know like you could send out buddies of team teammates and whatnot to try and get a big free agent in the offseason. But for the college game, it's totally different. You're hands on like calling, sending emails to recruits you want. So when you're doing this process, do you try and focus more on what will help teammate chemistry and team culture or are you looking more at just talent acquisition and hoping the team chemistry is something that could be built and formed when the athlete gets there yeah yeah i would maybe i'm, I'm kind of maybe popping out a little bit uh with the answer but uh, i think it's a little bit of both mm-hmm. i think you know we're i feel really strong about the culture that we've built in our program that if we bring someone in um that we're going to be able to help and help them fit in with our program, and, and so we can maybe focus a little bit more on talent, talent acquisition. But um, um, I think first and foremost, and the first thing we do recruiting wise, once we identify somebody that we really like, where we watch them live or have film of them, we're gonna we're gonna find out academically how they do in the classroom, mm-hmm. and we're gonna talk and we're gonna talk to high school AAU coaches, and that's gonna give us a really good feel of if that they're a good fit and if, if they can fit into what we're trying to do. I'd also say I this with the crews when we have them on campus. I think I think when kids come to campus, I think the idea is it's, it's the team and the coaches are, are on, they're the ones getting interviewed by the player if they want to be at, at the school. And for me, I think it's, it's just as much as an interview for the player if that, uh, as they're going through their day and we're talking and spending time with them, getting to know them and their family. Are they, are they a good fit for what we're doing too? So so yeah, there's a little bit of both. Like you know, we're, you know, the transfer portal is a real thing now, and mm-hmm. even at Division three level, we you know we've had a couple transfers on campus, and and obviously you're going to want to go for you're going to want to also make sure you know that the talented player that maybe come up from D two or D one, um, are they going to fit into what we're trying to do? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, real quick on the transfer portal, have you seen at the D three level the NIL um, factor into the transfer portal at all, or is that something that has still yet to come? I think it's a little yet to come. I mean, obviously, with with our university having you know the the app, you know we have the um, we have uh, the app that our our athletes have, and mm-hmm. the, the the company that we we've been using, um, influencer, and 
I think that is a little bit like when I tell recruits that, that kind of raises their eyebrow a little yeah. bit because a lot of teachers just don't. Um, but until I think it's, 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 it's all, on the women's side, I think it's just isn't as well known. I think some of our own players, we have to educate them a little bit more of like, what does it mean to, to have name, image, and likeness? And what can you do with that? And so I'll be interested to see what the next five to 10 years and, and how the, the NCAA handles everything and the shift that we could see from all levels. But yeah, it's, a, it's definitely a trickle down effect, like a lot of things that kind of finally is kind of getting to the Division three level. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's definitely the Wild West at the, at the Division one level right now. For sure. For sure. And then, um, again, going back to when you have recruits on campus and people visiting, what are some of those traits and uh, characteristics that you look for um, when you're bringing them on for a visit? Yeah, I think it, it sounds a little old school, but the one is how well they communicate. I mean, are they answering the questions or their, their parents, whoever's on the visit with them, are they kind of um, doing most of the conversation? Um, and it's also just how they, we, we make sure um, when our kids, when we have recruits on campus, for the most part, sometimes in the summer, so are we want to spend time with our team. Mm-hmm. And I think that's always a good sell, um, or a good tell, I should say, if after having spent some time with our team, um, you know, our team's really good about some of our leaders will have a conversation with them if they felt like, oh, is this is someone that would fit into, you know, you know, in our program and some of that. Yeah, you know, obviously when you have a team, not everyone, we, 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 we do this, we go, you don't have to like everybody all the time, but you got to love everybody. And so it's kind of like a family in that way that, so it's okay if you have differences and things like that, but as long as someone, you know, is going to be able to fit into understanding that we care about each other and, and the team comes first. Those are the kind of you know, characteristics that we're, we're looking for. Yeah, for sure. I appreciate that. And then I'm just thinking at the NBA level, I know there's been a lot more focus recently, or I feel recently, on guard play and having a elite guard as opposed to like the traditional NBA where like you want a big man, you know, down low, like a Shaquille O'Neal, Tim Duncan. Um, have you like I implemented that into your coaching philosophy at all are you trying to recruit more guard heavy or uh are you still sticking with the classics and you want a big download to cement your team and your offense defense yeah i think yeah you, you, hit, you hit the nail on the head there that the i think mean, the game in general has changed quite a bit from the early 2000s yeah from the nba all the way down to the college level and mm-hmm. we yeah we, we definitely we press quite a bit and we like to get up and down the floor We'll offensively, we'll bring our, 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 our what we call it, you know, our post player or five player away from the rim. Um, and so I, I, I'm looking for length and I'm looking for um, really athleticism or quickness on the perimeter. So whether that's a five, seven guard or if it's a six, one, you know, forward or post player, um, that's what we're kind of looking for. Yeah. Right now, you know, this year because of an injury from Carson Kirshner, our, our starting post player, um, from last from, from 2021, um, we uh, literally, you know, we started Mo Hawkins, who's like five nine on a good day. Yeah. And so uh, we really tried to push it, and, and we were, you know, pretty successful offensively most of the year. Just you definitely want that rim protector one way or another. So on the defensive end, I feel like you're even, you know, look at the Thunder and, and their, you know, their playoff teams. They had no answer mm-hmm. um, um, for the Pelicans post player, um, and then and for obviously when they got to the, the, the Timberwolves with, um, you know. Carlton Anthony Towns and and um, Rudy Gobert, so you got to have you have to have a rim, rim protector at any level that you play at, and uh, yeah, I, that's a great point. Like I think the game has shifted from you know, even when I played in the in the mid early two thousands. Absolutely, I appreciate that. So kind of sticking with that um, with the big man specifically, 
do you want your five or your four um, to know how to shoot threes and shoot them effectively? Or do they understand their role as maybe just defending on the perimeter, you know, send picks, lend their guards or lend your guards, do the work? Or what, what does that look like for you? Yeah, our we run what's called the read and react offense, so it's it's really moldable to who you have a little bit. And yeah, like right now, our five shoots a three, and I love it. That stretches the floor. Um, and and but back when I was a high school coach, my last year in high school, I had a six four all state post player that she was back to the basket, turnover left shoulder and finish, and mm-hmm. she was really good at it. And so that's what we did. But yeah, I think I, I I'm a big believer if you can stretch the floor and 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 bring the defense away from the rim, you're going to be in good shape. So. Um, we've been we've been really lucky. Also, we've had some players come in that maybe weren't the best three point shooters as mm-hmm. close players that we just have de- de- developed as, as they've come on, on and by their junior senior year, they'll shoot it pretty well. Yeah, absolutely. Sticking with uh, just your coaching philosophy, do you like to like be more of a oh, trying to think of a, how I want to phrase this a free flowing offense and defense, or do you have strict plays that you follow? Every time you go down, you'll call something from the sideline. Oh yeah, I'm definitely yeah. I'm not, I'm a more motion offense, free flowing. Mm-hmm. Pretty much everyone. We have a system far as kind of who has the early shot clock, green light, who doesn't. Okay. Um, but um, really, yeah, there's. I think I had like eight sets all year this last year that we'd run out of a timeout or a dead ball if we need a three or trying to get someone around the rim. Um, but really, uh, cause we want to push in transition we press. So we run a one, two, two, three quarter court press. So I want us to be able to push out of that too. Um, mm-hmm. and so, yeah, it's kind of funny. I'm, I'm kind of a micromanager in my, my day-to-day life and, you know, managing my coaches, mm-hmm. but from an offensive perspective in, in, in the game, I'm really pretty hands off and yeah. in timeouts and things like that, we're making adjustments. Um, but the kids, anyone who plays in our program, it's hard not to like it because, they're really able to kind of play to their strengths and they're not getting a bunch of, yeah, like you said, continuity offense. We're not, we're not going throw, throw it to X and go screen Y. And, mm-hmm. and then after that, you know, it's, it's a lot of free flowing. They get different reads they can use um, based on where the ball's at, but they get to make a lot of decisions on their own. Awesome. I appreciate that. I did have another question based off of that read and react offense you talked about. Um, I've had a few conversations with a couple assistant coaches, a couple of coaches who, I've talked about like the difficulty of going into from a structured offense, specifically run this play to going to that read and react offense. How do you like deal with, or how do you help someone learn that read and react kind of mindset for your offense when perhaps that they really weren't used to it in high school? Yeah, that is the hardest thing. Like I actually had a couple of recruits on campus today that we were talking about that freshman year for us. It is, it is kind of difficult for freshmen to really gain a lot of traction for us offensively just because it takes experience. Um, it's not a super complicated offense, but just breaking some of those, you know, a very common and popular offense, the dribble drive that's used in high school and college too, but very popular in high school. There's some tenets of the dribble drive that's actually opposite of our read and react that we have to break some of our younger players of. Um, but it, it is, it's, it's funny, especially on the, I would say even more on the women's side, guys, they play a lot of pickup games. They, they, you know, they play a lot more basketball, I think, on their own outside of the season than maybe a lot of women do or girls do. And so you see, and a lot of girls are used to in the high school level being told, hey, yeah, let's run the, let's run the swing offense or let's run the, the flex or, uh, you know, something that's very structured and they get to us. It does, does take a little bit of time. 
Um, but one, one thing that does that kind of off, off the topic a little bit, if you can defend, you can play. And so um, at the college level, a lot of times it's on that defensive end that maybe holds up a player early in their career um, more than the offensive end. Right on. I appreciate that. Um, we're going to transition here to the NBA a little bit, and I'm glad that you mentioned uh, if you can defend, you can play. Trey will expand on it a little bit more, but uh, the NBA just changed or is planning on changing their charge rule. Yeah, they were so, looking at this a little bit um, thanks to most recently the Giannis injury when he was trying to take a charge, but they were looking at completely... There's a lot of talk right now. They are. I don't know if they're necessarily looking at it or planning on it yet, but there's talk of removing the charge as an NBA play at all because players are getting injured. They're trying to make less contact there. I mean, I don't fully get the reasoning behind it. I've seen some people argue that it's not a basketball play and that it's a cop-out defensive stand. I don't know. I don't know. Mostly Bucks fans are really, really the ones <laughs> yeah. pushing this, but I wanted to hear your thoughts kind of around that. Cause the charge is such a big piece of playing defense oftentimes, especially against bigger players. I mean, your thunder wouldn't stand a chance against a Giannis Antetokounmpo who could hit someone as hard as he wants every play. Yeah. So yeah, I wanted to hear what your thoughts were basically on that potential rule change that's been talked about lately. Yeah. And I, I get it from an NBA perspective that you want your stars to be able to be out there and play and, and the money that's involved. Um, on the other side, I, it's, you know, from a basketball period standpoint, it's, it's, you know, the charge is rewarding defensive rotations and, things that you really, as a coach, you like, you, you teach and you want your players to do. Um, I think about Jalen Williams for the, for the son of the rookie from Arkansas, I man, he's awesome mm. at taking them yep. and kind of what he's known for. Um, but I, I understand, I think, I think a compromise, at least at the NBA level, I wouldn't want to see it maybe leave the college or high school level just because I think it's such a, it's, it's a, a good ruling to teach his skills, like learn how to jump stop and learn not just run into somebody. Um, but uh, at the NBA level, yeah, I understand if they want to get rid of like, you know, you get an offensive foul on the, the original defender that's on the ball. And so whoever's guarding, if you're just going to back them down and plow them over, that's a charge. Whether if it's from a, a secondary defender shifting over, you know, getting rid of that and that not being a charge anymore, I definitely would understand that. Maybe that would help. Um, yeah, because, you know, John Morant, same thing. I think he took a bad one um, and, and understand. So I, I definitely understand what the NBA standpoint of like want to keep healthy players out there um i also then now i'll get you down another rabbit hole of uh and i I wish players wouldn't take days off just to rest when they're not hurt and so so when people paid money to go watch lebron play or or Giannis or whatever that they're actually gonna be in the lineup when they're healthy um but that's a whole that's a whole nother topic i guess Mm -hmm. i know the nba uh they're trying to make strides towards that specifically they are coming out with uh a league like minimum games requirement to win some of the NBA honors. So MVP, DPOY, rookie of the year, all of them. And that minimum games played is 65 with 20 minutes per. And then I think they have an exception for injury, which knocks it down to 62 or something right around there. So I'm happy that the league is taking that into account and taking the fans into account. Cause like you said, people are, you know, sometimes spend an arm and a leg if you're going to a Lakers game because those tickets aren't cheap, but you want to see your stars play. And I, I'm happy the league's taking that into account and doing something about it, especially with sure. those level of awards. Mm-hmm. But, mm-hmm. Yeah, I think they just too, I think they, they find Dallas for advertently trying to 
you know, take a take a dive in the in the yep. playing game. Yeah, it's like or a, try to get in the playing game. So. Yeah, seven hundred fifty thousand dollar fine because they sat Kyrie and did Lucas sit that game too? Do I you don't remember? remember. I, okay, I think so. I think so. Yeah, and either then, way. yeah, obviously. Obviously, it's probably pocket change for Mark Cuban, but uh, uh-huh. still, it's I, nice to see the NBA doing that. No, absolutely. Trying to uphold the integrity of the game. Like, I get it's the last season, and you have a a, a prayer to get into the plan, but you should want to at least compete. compete. Yeah, like, that's the whole mm-hmm. point. That's why they acquired Kyrie Irving in the first place. So, And that's why players are paid so much money at the yep. end of the day is get out there and compete. Mm-hmm. Like, you should want... Uh, I don't know, because I, I play lacrosse uh, at the University of Dubuque, and... I'd be pissed if my coach is like, no, like we're trying to trying to get good seating or something like that. Mm-hmm. So we're not playing any of our starters because X, Y, and Z. I don't think any of them would go for it. I wouldn't go for it. So, but I did see well, I Mark, uh, Mark Cuban is matching the fine and donating it to a charity, which I thought was cool. But at the end of the day, well, I, I, I probably shouldn't say too much because there's two years ago, we were up at St. Olaf on a tournament and we had two games back to back days. And we we're dealing with some injuries and stuff, and so I talked to two stars about playing the minimum minutes against one of the top teams in the country, and mm-hmm. they were they were not happy with me trying <laughs> to do that. They were they wanted to be out there playing. So yeah. here I am saying about the NBA, and I got to make sure I'm doing the same thing with my team. I guess. Mm-hmm. Absolutely, absolutely. I appreciate that. <laughs> Good little anecdote. Yeah, exactly. And then we're wrapping up our questions here, but I really want to sure. know. Um, from your time here at UD so far, what has been your favorite, uh, favorite moment, favorite memory, um, just about coaching here? Oh gosh. Yeah. That's, I, I, I think, I mean, from a, from a game standpoint, when mm-hmm. we went, we went to Warburg last year and beat them at their place when they ranked 13th in the country, just, I mean, we hadn't done it in seven years and the joy I saw, our, this was absolute joy from our players and the tears in the locker room, that kind of Coaching is obviously more than just wins and losses. Mm-hmm. Uh, that that exact that moment, um, obviously, though, was a definitely a rewarding one. But um, no, it's it's been a lot of fun. We've we've had some some great games, and I'm excited about the future of the program. And and you know, UD UD is a special place for sure. I, I'm really happy. My brother graduated in I think 2012 and played golf at UD, and that's kind of how I kind of got connected with the university living here in Dubuque. And and uh, yeah, and obviously the, the cliche is seeing seeing kids, you know, going to weddings and 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 birthdays and things like that. Twenty, thirty years from now, those are the fun things. Yeah. Um, but obviously, anytime you meet Warburger Loris, those are always the fun ones. Yeah. Right? Those, are the, those are the fun ones. Absolutely, the little crosstown rivals. Those always feel a little bit better. But I know, just personally, I've gotten to know a lot of the sophomores on the women's basketball team and they're all tremendous people because I'm in, I'm their RA for those of you who don't know, but got, gotten to know a lot of them just through my resident assistant position and you've done a great job recruiting and uh, character wise, they're all tremendous people. So props to you for that. Yeah. Appreciate it. That makes me feel, that makes me feel awesome. Of course. Yeah. Uh, Trey, do you have anything else really quick? Yeah, I just, you know, you touched on it a little bit, like the emotions of being a coach, especially at a collegiate level. I mean, your your relationship with your players is going to be so much more personal. So you touched on a little bit about the weddings and everything. How does it feel like at senior night or when you see a player that you recruit personally, you see them succeed? Like, how does that make you feel as a coach? And I mean, really as a mentor as well. 
Right. I mean, we talk to our players a lot because it kind of can get lost sometimes in the in, in the course of a season or, or multiple seasons. Is we are our players' biggest fans. We want it more probably for our players than they really realize. Um, and so, yeah, going back to that Warper game or, you know, I remember a game this year at Simpson, we were down 17 in the fourth and came back and won. And there was a couple of players that really struggled the first three quarters and they were frustrated with themselves. And, and, and then they had, a, you know, one of them had a big shot at the end to help us come back and win. And I was, I was in tears in the locker room just because I know emotionally how draining it was for her to struggle in the first, you know, first three quarters and to see her turn around. I'm like, I was just, I was right there. With, I felt like I was right there with her. And so, um, yeah, that's, you make a real good point, right? Like that's, you know, I think some athletes don't realize that, at least in my experiences of like your coaches that recruit you. Nine, now there's some, there's maybe some coaches that aren't always the best and maybe they're, not, they're in the wrong profession, I guess, but that's, you know, in any profession, but um, we are their biggest fans and I'm, I'm our, our players' biggest fan and want and when they, and I feel that emotion just too much. So, our players, we talk to them. They probably, I've, I've gotten a little softer, and I, 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 maybe it's my two kids now that I cry a little bit more after big wins or emotional situations than I used to. I definitely, def, definitely wasn't much of a crier when in my younger years, but um, it is, it's, it's, it's a, it is an investment, and in to see players, you know, grind it out over a career and get the get the reward that they deserve is, is that's what's fulfilling for me at least as a coach. And so I'm definitely definitely shed a few more tears um, in my older age in my, my my last few years of coaching than I've ever had just because yeah I just I want the players to have success uh, more than anything else. That's awesome. Thank you. Fantastic. That was a great answer. Yeah, we appreciate that. Yeah. Uh, I guess really quick, when a player is struggling from the field, like you said, um, your your player wasn't hitting anything the first three quarters, hit a big shot in the fourth. What are you telling them throughout that process, throughout the game, just to keep their head in it? Yeah, keep shooting. Keep shoot. I'm a big believer in, uh, you You know, like I told you, we, 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 we've started something where it's called green light shooting, more or less. I, I stole it. Every, every coach steals things. I stole it from Mike Neighbors, who's at Arkansas now. He used to be head coach at Washington. He's one of my, I would say, uh, college coaching mentors, someone I really admire and, and, and really research quite a bit. And, I've heard spoke, I've watched them or heard him speak a few times. Um, he pretty much there's a set of drills and things you do at practice and and and, and workouts that kind of pretty much identifies who your shooters are. And so, you know, this kid that is the same thing with this kid. She's one of our best shooters. And so, I'm just telling her keep shooting. We need you. And even if you keep missing, we need you defensive. Like, I'm just trying to keep her positive. And sometimes she probably our players probably want to like wring my neck and think I know coach. Uh, but I'm still going to try to be their biggest, their biggest supporter, um, and try to make them work through those struggles because they're out there for a reason. I wouldn't put them out there if I didn't think they could do it. So um, that's yeah, that's what I'm telling them. I'm just telling them keep shooting, keep doing it. You know, it'll fall. And you know, I believe in the law, the, the, the law of averages. You know, if you miss, if you're a 35 or 40 percent three point shooter, and you, you miss six in a row, the next four are probably going in. And so. Um, you know, it's got to, you know, you got to play the, the law of averages when it comes to basketball, especially shooting. Awesome. I appreciate that. Um, I think I'm good on my questions, Trey. That's about all I had too. All right. Really quick cool. though. Cool. I want your, your pick for, uh, who's winning the championship this year in the NBA. Give us your East and your West. Yeah. Oh, okay. 
uh, well, I mean, I'll go with my, you know, I kind of want, I want to speak from the heart and I want to kind of take the Clippers in the West because of what Russell Westbrook and I just have felt for me these last few years. Um, but, um, I you know in the, in the West, you know, I do still feel the Suns can, they're going to come back in that series and, and I can see them in the finals. Mm-hmm. In the East, it's, as long as Giannis is healthy, I think Milwaukee's going to be really tough to beat. If, if Giannis isn't healthy, then I'm going to go, I'd go with the Nets. Okay. Right on. I appreciate that. Not a problem. Great yeah, I, hope, I hope I'm right. And if I'm wrong, I'm just, uh, then you can't take my, you, know, <laughs> you can't take my advice. Then. Yeah, we won't <laughs> hold you to it. We'll clip, we'll clip it. Post it everywhere. Clip it perfect. Perfect. <laughs> Uh, I love it. Uh, real quick, since the Nets were brought up, I do have one question yeah. for you. We talked a little bit about like the NBA and like resting players. How do you feel about when it's not a physical injury, but sort of a mental health issue, similar to what Ben Simmons had that last year? He was most kind of sort of in Philly. He was physically in Philly, but wasn't emotionally there. So what do you think about players citing mental health reasons as as reasons for not being able to play? I think that's a real thing. I think that I, I'm also a sports psychology professor on campus, so I'm speaking from that that standpoint. The, the anxiety and pressures that go on, go into performing, um, especially at that level, um, is I think at the collegiate and special level are just yeah. I think that you got to unfortunate or fortunate. I got. I think it's, I think that might be similar with um, uh, Zion in, in New Orleans. I think it might be going on with him too a little bit. Is, you know, you've had this pre- mounting pressure of performance, and and especially with and with them, maybe you know, not performed as well, and it's taken some heat from the media and from other players. I think that's difficult, and so um, yeah, it's it's tough. Only uh, we talk a lot about players with our players, or you you can't take some, some whatever you feel is real, and so mm-hmm. um, you know, we can try to make people make light of it or say you know you know push through. Um, but at the end of the day, when someone's kind of going through stuff like that, um, anxiety, that can be really difficult. Um, now Ben Simmons or Zion probably has some of the best type four psychologists, clinical psychologists that, you know, they're, they're working with mental, mental skills coaches trying to get them over that hump. So it'll be interesting to see for both of them, what their, their futures look like. And I do have to, so you're going to have to edit this because I, for some reason, I don't know why it's in the Nets. I'm, I think the 76ers okay. with Joel Dembeater. <laughs> I thought so. Yeah. Well, I don't know what my, why my brain had the nets on it, but um, but yeah, the Sixers, I think. But um, yeah, so Ben Simmons, that's a tough situation, and hopefully, you know, we'll kind of figure things out. And then you have, you also, you know, you see baseball, like I'm not just to baseball a little bit, but you have players that maybe forget how to throw the second, the first base and second base, like mm-hmm. Chuck Knobloch back in the back in the '90s. Um, and so, you know, same thing with Ben Simmons and free throw shooting and things. I think he's ran a lot through a lot of mental things. So, um, hopefully, he gets those worked out. Perfect. Thank you so much. Yeah, that was awesome. I really appreciate the what you feel is real type mentality there. Yeah, that was awesome. Especially coming from, you know, a person, your profession, your position. So that's awesome. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, Easy. Not to keep adding on to a little bit, but as a coach, it's easy. Like you, as a, as someone who wants to win really bad, you want to tell an athlete just to push through it. Mm -hmm. And especially with your top players or things like that. And it's a lot in the long run. It's it's not after you guys think about what's best for it. It's no different than in my mind, like a concussion. And a kid just wants to play through a concussion. You've seen, we've seen that before where um, players, I've had a player this year that she tried to talk me into letting her back in the game after getting mm-hmm. hit really hard. And then she ended up being out two weeks with a concussion. So like uh, as a coach and uh, or the GM for, for the Nets or the Pelicans, you got to, which I'm tough because it's a multi-billion dollar business. 
is what's best for the, the health of that athlete. And so um, it's a little easier on the, on the, the, the Division three scale or where I'm at maybe than the professional scale, but that's what you got to do. Absolutely. Thank you so much. That was perfect. Yeah. 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 Um, like I said, that wraps up all the questions we got for you. Um, we want to thank you so much for your time and, you know, the dialogue that you gave us. It was perfect. And we look forward to doing this another time sometime We're definitely soon. definitely going to have to do yeah. some future with you, Coach. Yeah, yeah we appreciate yeah, it. Any, any time, any time. And you, you got me as a lifelong listener also. So I'll be we appreciate you guys. that. Yeah, so any, any, anything you need in the future, don't hesitate to ask. And, and I do appreciate uh, Nathan, uh, the, I, I'll never, I'm not going to forget the, uh, the lacrosse uh, team car, single picture uh, <laughs> that you uh, you had last year for this party. So I uh, appreciate um, that. <laughs> yeah, so that, that, I always have that image of that, that haircut <laughs> in my mind. So, so no, you guys are you know, more than welcome. Yeah, a lot of hair gel for sure. I'm sure. <laughs> well, you know, you know me. Like, there's no hair gel in the ball bag, so <laughs> I can't, I can't pull that off. So. <laughs> So, uh, no, appreciate, I appreciate you guys what you're doing. That's awesome. And yeah, I'm always here as a resource or if you ever want to just talk basketball, I'm always here. Absolutely. Thank you so much, coach. We'll definitely take you up yeah. on that sometime. Absolutely. Perfect. Yeah. You have a great rest of your night and good luck on recruiting this summer and the upcoming season. So we'll be rooting Thank for you. you. Yeah, we are. Thank you. Thank you. Conference championship coming next year. That's, that's, that's the goal. I love it. So, awesome. Thanks guys. Of course. Thank you. Thank you, Coach. Bye. Yeah, that was Coach Justin Smith. I mean, I loved it. I hope you guys loved it. I think... I don't care if they week, loved it. I loved yeah, it. it was cool. Last week, we kind of got a perspective from uh, a Lincoln, player. a player, and then this week with a coach. So, yeah, that's awesome. That was so cool. <laughs> yeah, it was awesome. That so, was so cool. Shout out, Justin. Shout out, Coach Smith. Shout out the women's basketball program here at the University of Dubuque. Y'all doing great. Keep it up. Uh, good luck next season. Yeah. Yeah. Well, moving Man, on so to uh, more of our NBA slated for the rest of our podcast. Oh, I forgot. We Still Exist has a we podcast duo here. Yes, we do. We're still Batman and Robin, but I, I think you're officially Batman, Nathan. I don't know about Batman, but there was an interesting thing uh, I saw. I It was either on Old Man and the Three that podcast with JJ Reddick that doesn't exist because we're the only ba- basketball podcast. Only basketball ever. podcast. That's actually a, a, only a podcast about Ernest Hemingway. You're so true, but yeah. but in it, it was said that um, he loves the idea of Batman and Robin, but why not a Batman and Alfred? You know, because who was there every time Batman was in trouble and took a poop in his pants and took a poop in his pants? Alfred, Alfred. was, you know, or 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 do you remember what you called Alfred in one of our episodes? I called, oh, uh, it was, you called him Albert. Albert, that's right, dude. Oh my God. I was like, who's your favorite member of the Bat family? And you're Albert. like, Albert. Yeah, and I was like, Albert? And and like Albert? Albert Wayne. Yep. I was, I was, oh my gosh. I was so sure about that too. <laughs> so sure. The smile I had, it was like, yeah, it's Albert. You're like, what? I just almost choked to death on water. Not Albert. It's Alfred. It's Alfred. Oh. Yeah. Alfred and Batman. Or I like Batman. It. And now, or Batman and Robin, which one do you like better? What dynamic duo? So it depends on what Robin we're talking about. Let me go full comic nerd here. Okay, yeah, right. Absolutely. So if like if it's if we're talking like a like a Tim Drake, yeah, if we're talking about like a Jason Todd. Mm-hmm. Give me a Batman and Robin. If we're talking about if we're talking about Damian Wayne, give me give me a Batman and Alfred. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the idea behind Alfred, Alfred is he's like that role player, 
right? Yeah. He's not always there. He's not always going to be like in the big scenes, fight scenes, whatever. Think, think but David moment, West on the Warriors. Yeah, but in the moment of truth, when you need someone to step up, Ray Allen Alfred's the there. Yeah, Ray Allen on the Heat. So that's perfect. Perfect. J.J. Redick on the Sixers. J.J. Redick on the Sixers. Wasn't he uh, like the leading scorer of that team? He was. Team? Yeah, yeah, he was. Okay. He was the Batman. He was the Batman. He was so good. Uh, good times, huh? Good times. They had really cool jerseys one of his years there. Okay. It was like an off-white, mm-hmm. perfect circle of stars, and it had his 17 in the middle. It looked sick. All right. He was my he was my lock screen for a minute there. I respect that. Are you going to get that jersey next? Uh, I... Somewhere I, down I the line. I would love to get a J.J. Redick. I was talking to someone about jerseys I would love to get someday. Mm-hmm. J.J. Redick was high up on that list. I think he was like my number three, like most, he's like number three or number four most wanted like jerseys of players yeah. who don't play anymore. That's awesome. It's like That's one, I really want an Andrew Bynum Sixers jersey because he never played, but he mm-hmm. started the entire process by Word. injuring himself in bowling. Um, after that is a Jeremy Lin uh, Santa Cruz Warriors jersey, I think mm. would be sick. That would be sick. It'd be so cool. And then after that is either JJ Redick Philadelphia City Edition that year, or it's the Bonzi Wells uh, Portland jersey. Word. That's tight. I have. I like my jerseys. I know you do. I like I jerseys a lot. I can't wait till the off season hits and all the stars and everybody moves around and then their jerseys are on discount. Like 20 bucks. Yeah, literally. He said D- Donovan Mitchell jer- Utah Jazz jerseys are still on sale for like $40. Yeah, dirt cheap. It's so great. So if you're a Donovan Mitchell fan like myself, now's the time to get it. It's it's this year's City Edition Jazz jersey, it's so, but it's in Donovan Mitchell. Yeah. I don't know why you did that. Granted, I'm not huge on the city. Or, they suck. Oh, yeah. I'm not big on... The big old blocky lettering, and then it looks like an AAU team. It really does. It really does. I'm not against it. You know what? For forty dollars, I don't know how how against it I'd be. I'd rock it still. I love Donovan Mitchell. So I do think the 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 cheapest jersey on store.nba.com yeah is still I think it's a Kyrie Irving Nets jersey, hmm. and I think it's the one you remember the one where it said Nets in two parentheses, but they were different fonts for the parentheses. I do not. It was uh, like every letter and. Picture was like a different font. And I don't remember the reasoning behind it, but it looked okay. like trash, but it sounded really cool. All right. And so poor execution. Yeah. All it's right. like um Cleveland City Editions they had a couple years ago. Where oh, was, I remember those. Every letter was a different rock yeah. band or a musician. Like music signified group. something. Yeah. yeah. And it looked like crap. Mm-hmm. It's, it's okay. Like same thing. The Nets were cooler though. Just Nets. Nets yeah. are cool. They, they're they a cool team. They... Have the potential to be a cool they team. Have, okay, there we go. They have a potential to be a swaggy team. I think they do. I think the biggest problem is that they're in New York. Fair. I mean, they're always going to be in the Knicks shadow. I exactly. think similar to the Clippers in LA. Yeah. It's yeah. just I'll the reality. With, Ru- with Russ, though, Clippers kind of being that that dog. Like, they're getting they're moving up on my cool list. Mm-hmm. We can talk about that a little later. We'll talk about it a little bit later. We'll talk about that a little later. First thing on the agenda, though. Because I forgot we have Give a spreadsheet. Me. Give it to me. Paul George, Paul George. says Herb Jones should her Okay, I had it right. Herb Jones should have won DPOY. Herb Jones. This is in light of Triple J winning Jaren defensive. Jackson Jr. Yeah. In light of him winning uh, defensive player of the year. It was crazy. Mm-hmm. It was great. I'll be honest. I think you pull up the Herb Jones stats. Okay. I'll start going on a little talk here. I think my favorite thing that has happened recently with the NBA has been players being on podcasts in the middle of the season. Yeah. Is goofy, and I love it. So I'm like, why am I here? Are you just, like, Draymond Green posted a reaction to game one. Yeah. After he played <laughs> game one of the King series. Uh, that's awesome. Which I loved. 
Um, but I think Paul George specifically is probably one of the best podcast hosts or co uh, guests mm-hmm. because he's just so like appreciative of the younger, like doesn't get talked Generation about with players. Yeah. Cause like who, who else other than Pelicans fans were picking Herb Jones as their, as their DPOY this year. Paul Touché. George is the answer. Paul George. He's using like his spotlight and his level of like mm-hmm. gravitas to be like, no, 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 this, this young kid's killing it. Yeah. Like Herb Jones with the Pelicans doing great. Yeah. Or um, what was it? A few years later, he said, Jade, or a few years, a few weeks ago, he said, mm-hmm. um, Jaden McDaniels mm-hmm. was like his most underrated player in the NBA. Like, I love it. I yeah, love that he's that doing cool. this. Uh, I think our next goal is Paul George on the pod. All right. Start DMing him. If you are a fan of the 50 Shades of NBA podcast, DM Paul George. Yep. Get him on and here. And be like, hey, they really want to have you on here. Mm-hmm. Tell him episode 30 sent you. Episode 30 sent you. That's what's up. That's what's oh up. my. Okay. Hear me out. If we got him on though for next week, it'd be episode 31, which is the reciprocal of 13. Well, yeah. Of 13. Bam. PG 13. <sighs> Make it, it happen. It'd be great. That it'd would be great. be great. There's no way we get him by next week. You never know. You never, Guys, maybe prove he's me wrong. On his phone. Prove me wrong. I like to be wrong. He's not playing I'm first round right now. He's not playing this whole first round. So yeah, I hope he comes he back time. Soon. I do too. If the Clippers get past the Suns, which Looking like they might. Um, he'll be su- such a great addition for their playoff run. Obviously, he's a tremendous talent, but I don't think they they don't go to the championship without him. But anyway, you wanted Herb Jones stats. Give it to me. He averaged one point oh yeah one point six steals this year and point six blocks. Uh, he totaled forty two blocks and hundred and three steals. I think. This is definitely one of those things that stats don't show the full, like they don't tell they don't tell, tell the, the tale. Story. Like you, you would definitely have to watch Pelicans games to understand the beast. defensive presence that he has. He's a shutdown. He, yeah, he is. He he has that lockdown in him. He really does. And shout out to Paul George, like you said, for acknowledging that. It's really cool. And shout out to Triple J for winning DPOY. He did. I I liked. Uh, Brooke Lopez a little bit. I won't lie. Yeah. I do. Yeah. Yeah. I, I mean. He definitely had merit as a candidate. He did have merit. Absolutely. With Rudy Gobert falling off the face of the earth as a human being. Oh, my that God. People want to root for. DPOY really is open constantly. Mm-hmm. You know? And I saw a lot of people saying Draymond. I saw a lot of people saying, you know, Brooke Lopez. Mm-hmm. Did not see anyone saying Herb Jones until I saw Paul George say Herb yeah. Jones. And I, I really enjoyed that. No, for sure. It was an underrated, uh, underrated pick by him. Yeah, solid pick, but yeah. underrated nonetheless. I don't know who was on that list of, of finalists, but I, if Herb is on that, he's probably towards the bottom. I Just, think he was not a finalist. I okay. think it was Dre, Brooke, and JJ. Gotcha. That Dre. was the list. Well, that's what's up. But shout out you, PG. But the goat. transitioning to one of his teammates, Russell we- uh, oh. Westbrook, also one of Coach Smith's, you know, Favorite players. I'm assuming favorite players. I'm assuming too. Yeah, he's going to be one of your favorite players now, Coach Smith. So congrats. Congrats, um, canonically. Yeah, exactly. But you you have it down here as the best three for 19 game ever. Ever. And I'm not mad about it. It's accurate. That's a true statement. It really statement. is. A, I don't know anyone else who's gone three for 19. Did not research this before I took this take at all. I can help you with that. Uh, someone else who went three for 19 in the playoffs, also Russell Westbrook. Yeah. That's he's two awesome. he's two and oh now in games that he goes three for nineteen. Bro, I would just tell Westbrook to hit his first three layups and brick mm-hmm. like 
of rest. Yep. Like, Russ, you get to three for seven, and you just start taking threes, man. You just jack those things up from the parking lot. 3-0, and 4-0. They're going to go to the championship if he goes three for 19 every every game. Mathematically speaking, yeah. That's just what the stats tell me. That is what the stats tell me. I sound like you. a Jokic fan right now. Man. Caught a stray over there, Jokic stray. fans. Yes, you did. Oh, man, you my, audio, for that. my audio is loud. Yeah, come down to earth a little bit. I'm trying. I'm trying. Right. Actually, I got to keep you up because you, you don't get as close to the mic as I do. My bad, my bad. But yeah, best three for 19 game ever. I'd agree with that. It's such he a He was fact. tremendous, dude. And I... The fight, the play against Devin Booker on the one-on-one cherry on top. Oh my gosh, I was I was leaping. Yeah, I was so was happy. Sick. I was so I was like, oh, that's that guy. That's that dog. Uh-huh. He's back. Um, he's still three for nineteen, but he was back. Yeah, and he, he was, was back, iconic, bro. and I loved it. His uh, I I don't know the exact stats, but his uh, when he was the defender on KD, Chris Paul, and Booker. They combined only shot for like, it was something 25%. Someone can fact check me on that, but it was low. It was low. His defensive presence, uh, chasing from behind, tapping the ball. Like he has a whole highlight clip or highlight video dedicated to him just because of his defensive prowess in, uh, in game one. And seriously, it was amazing to watch. It's great. Like I highly encourage you if you like defense, Go like, watch. If you it. like real basketball, yeah. if you like hoops, you, you want to see effort on defense, which I know a lot of people slander the NBA for not having right now. Go watch Russell Westbrook's game one against the he Suns. He was going crazy. He really was. He was going crazy. I loved it. I loved every second of it. Mm-hmm. And plus, after he he got up there and he threw the ball off of D book while D book oh, was, was complaining great. to the rest, bro. Yeah, mid complaint. That was the epitome of what old heads liked about basketball. Was, yep. It was defensive effort and then punishment for whining to the refs yep because he perfect. was not having it blocks it and then makes a great athletic play to spike the ball back into the complaining player's face and okay booker i gotta give him his flowers too because i've never seen devin booker play defense uh to the capacity that he did so i just want to shout out you d book because i've never seen that man play defense and i'm not gonna shout out the loser i you know i'll shout him out I, I've Trey. I've never seen. I've never him seen Devo play defense like either. But he he was he was hustling on the ground. He for, was dude. for loose balls. Yeah, that's not Devin Booker. What against Kawhi? Swear to God, that's crazy. Oh my God. Okay, I honestly I, just watching this game was fantastic because there was a period in the third quarter where we had KD and Kawhi just going back and forth for a couple minutes it's at a, a time, and it was beautiful as an impartial fan just watching because the jazz aren't in it because they sucked. They do suck. Um, it was amazing because your two biggest stars in the game, just going back and forth. That's what you, you that's live what you for. want. Yeah. That's what you live for. That's what makes a first round matchup worth watching. Absolutely. A great four five. Great four five. I loved it. It really loved was. It. Yeah. That's going to that be said, a great Clipper, series. Clippers and six. Clippers and six. Clippers and six. Word. That's, I mean, that's my, that's my, my heat check here. Yeah. I, Clippers in six and then lose in in seven the next round. Okay. Do you, uh, who'd they be matchup against? I have no idea. Didn't check. <laughs> Trying to think. I'll check. I feel like it would be, uh, the winner of the Nuggets T Wolves, right? Oh, you so right. It's a four yeah. five. It's a four five. So it's a yeah. one eight. So it'd be T Wolves versus, um, Clippers in the second round. Speaking of the T Wolves and Nuggets game, that was terrible. It was gross. It was damn near 30 bomb, dude, in the first round. Like, I get you're probably tired and emotionally 
drained from your two play-in games, but still. You got destroyed. 30? The Thunder would have kept it competitive. It made it entertaining. <laughs> you would have made it. That's a great way to put it. That's would have made it entertaining, it. yeah. But I that don't know. Was that terrible, was disgusting. Dude. I can't. Like, even the eight team, the, the West is so booty cheeks right now. I like, keep going with that. No, the though. West is so booty yeah. cheeks right now because... The reason it's so open, everyone's like, it's it's open. Whoever, mm-hmm. anyone can win the West. Because you all suck, okay? Saying it's everyone's mediocre. Yeah, it's because your you're one seed sucks. You're you're stuck on this guy shooting 20, getting 24 points on, on great percentage shooting mm-hmm. with a, a man with half of a back left in Michael Porter Jr. And a guy who... Never mind. You have Jamal Murray at point I know, guard. I know where you're going with that. I think yeah. everyone knows where I was going with that. Oh my god. I mean, what are you talking about? And your what your bench? You got KCP, right? KCP. What else do you have? Monte Morris? Shout out Iowa State. Bruce Brown. Bruce Brown's sick. He is sick. Bruce Brown is nice. Bruce Brown, Jay LaRagna of Miami Hurricanes, Ooh. Final Four this year. They said, Who's your NFL MVP or NBA MVP? And he said Bruce Brown. Oh my God. That's yeah. awesome. He was like, Bruce Brown, Bruce Brown played at Miami. Okay, that makes sense. It makes sense. Mm-hmm. He was uh, he on Lonnie does. Walker's team Word. at Miami. They went to the Sweet 16. But he, I, you have nothing. Also, you're criminally underpaying Bruce Brown. So good on you. That was a really good deal. That was a really good deal. Mm-hmm. You're, you're one seed like that. You're two seed. I don't even want to talk about the gri- Grizzlies. 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 Come on. Yeah, Your point they, guard. Uh, that was tough. Very good at basketball. Yep. What else did he do this year? Oh, I don't know. I'm not going to talk about it. <laughs> We've already talked about We've it. We've already talked about it. I don't need to make this one get flagged for anything just in case. Beat a dead horse. We know what happened. Yep. On top of that, you have a DPOY who may or may not be getting extra stats from the from the scorer's table. Possible inflation. Uh, I did see a video that it's probably not actually true, mm-hmm. uh, but still. I'd like to think. I like to think, too. Because that but makes But there's a conversation yeah. around whether or not the scoring table is rigging things for their power forward. Mm-hmm. I who Your center is Aquaman. <laughs> And then your backup He's center. He's not even playing. Aquaman's hurt. Aquaman's hurt. And then your backup center, well, now your starting center. I'm assuming they're starting Brandon Clark at center. I have uh, no idea. No, Clark tore his Achilles. Oh my gosh, it's, you're uh, so Xavier right. Xavier Tillman. That's right. Yep. Xavier Tillman. Man, I'm really. The Heat are so much better. Or not the Heat, the Lakers. Sorry. Sorry, the Heat are not okay. so much better. I was like, Lakers. Well, um, they looked so much better. I don't know. That first game. <sighs> Who's their third seed? The Kings? Light the beam. Those guys Light are goats. But mm-hmm. they don't play defense. They don't play defense. At all. No. Your fourth seed, the Suns. Kevin Durant's lost seven playoff games in a row. That's a lot of playoff losses. That's this many. That's I'm holding up seven feet. He is, he is, can confirm. Mm-hmm. That's crazy. Your point guard never won a championship. Mm-hmm. Blew a 2-0 down to giggling Chris Middleton. Come on. Damn. Your shooting guard, he played his first defense of his career last night. He's still living off a 70 bang that he ha- scored in a loss. <laughs> What are you talking about? Your fifth seed? Bro, how many games has your duo played? We talk about how the Nets never played together. The Clippers never played together. Fair enough. And you guys are paying like eight or nine players above $10 million. Marcus Morris Sr. is making $17 million. That's crazy. Norman Powell, 19. Mm-hmm. Robert Covington is 11. What are you doing? They're bought Ooh, in for now. What are these books? You're bought into like the definition of mediocrity. It'd be a completely different thing. Shout out Zubac. That guy's awesome. I do like Zubac. It'd be a completely different thing if you're if you're small forward and you're a shooting guard Mm -hmm. who demanded to play together weren't just sitting there going, ah, you take this one. No, you take take this one. 
Yeah, what no, is you. this? Yeah. I keep going, but once you get past the five seed, it just gets worse. Your six seed's full is an ex-championship team that can't figure out how to play basketball suddenly. What is Jordan Poole doing? Someone needs to put some baddies courtside just so we can have a freaking series. Some entertainment. Something. I respect that. That's all I got. Shout out the Lakers. Hope they win. Shout out the Lakers. Bro, I'm Lakers in five, Lakers in six. Lakers in four. Lakers in four. Lakers are gonna sweep the Grizzlies. I wouldn't be mad at it. Bro, I'm telling you, they were so dominant in that game. It was crazy. I didn't I didn't get to watch all of it. It was good. Okay. It was good. Uh Grizzlies did mount a little bit of a comeback. Okay. Pretty sure like going into the the second half, but you, just something. watching watching the game, I don't know. I felt that the Warrior Lakers had control of it the whole time. So it's what you need. It was a little scary. We do this every year, right? With the Lakers. We do. Where they win their first game of the playoffs and we're like, they're back. They're going to take over everyone as a six, seven, five seed. And then Then they they just go on and lose in that round. Yep. And you're like, eh. You're like, my bad. Well, if this didn't happen, if that didn't happen. It's crazy. It's crazy. Mm -hmm. I, the West is, I mean, I can do that to the East too, you know, but what am I going to say about the box? Right? Like, Giannis plays such like run and dunk man, bro. I I saw it get reawoken today. The Giannis has no bag memes are coming back. And I think it's just the dumbest meme in the whole world. Then again, I think I really am a massive fan of Giannis. The more I think about it. I think you are. I think I am too. I talk about him a lot. I love Giannis. He's just likable, man. And he's He's a very likable dude. Great. So good at it. Like second best player in the NBA. Okay. I think the MVP voting might my the MVP voting is going to back me up. Joel yeah. has won this MVP. It's already over with. Yeah, he really has. I think at this point it is quite literally a foregone conclusion as yeah. we both knock on wood. I knocked softly not, not to stir the dog. Yeah, my, my knock was a little more aggressive, but it is what it is. Yeah, if you really wanted to, you could definitely make a more compelling argument for the East. But I think the top three teams in the East have definitely separated themselves from the rest of the pact. The rest of the league. I'll, I'll, I'll stick with the rest of the pack for now. Just looking at the East and West. And like you pointed out, there is a lot more, I don't know. I don't want to say mediocrity. mediocrity Midness. Midness. Yeah, in the West. But the East, you have your top three. And you know, one of those three teams are going to be representing the Eastern Conference. I'd be willing, to say, I'd be willing to say the top five in the East. Mm-hmm could all win a seven-game series against the number one in the West. The Cavs? Yeah. Knicks? Yeah. I don't... I think the Knicks would have a... I, the main reason I said top five is because I think the Knicks would destroy destroy the Nuggets in five in seven. Damn. Um, The Cavs were the one that gave me the most worry out of the top I, five I would East. like... I don't know. I don't think the four or five in the East would. I think, honestly, the top three in the East would beat the Nuggets in a seven-game would series. Would run that. Yeah. It'd be, like a, it'd be like a six game over. Yeah, I'd agree. It'd be good too. It would be, be good. fun. I know. I'm excited for because Joel playoffs. would beat Jokic. Oh, there you go. I I honestly I think that's my preferred finals matchup. Is not it'd be Sixers. amazing. I filled out a a bracket on the NBA app, and that's why I had a Nugget Sixers. It'd be super cool. And if the NBA is trying to rig it, that's that's good for that's good yeah, for ratings. Rig it that despite way, despite being Colorado. Bro, Colorado's cool. Yeah, but they aren't the biggest market. You gotta admit. No, we're not. But we're cool. You, uh, you your your state stuff. is very cool. Yeah, we got your stuff. sports teams are not. We're just we're up and down. When we're good, we're good. When we're bad, we're bad. The you Abs lost, just you won lost it. Championship, Peyton Manning. No, 
Last one's Colorado Avalanche That's last right. year. That's right. They're going to look to That's repeat right. this year as they play tonight. That's my bad. Yeah. It's on me. It's all good. It's cool. And then, and then uh, for those who care, not too sure too many do besides my dad. Shout out my dad. Uh, the NLL, National Lacrosse League, is <laughs> the indoor lacrosse. The Mammoth also won last year. Yep. Go lacrosse. <laughs> Go yeah. lacrosse. Yay. My favorite had, number in that. lacrosse is number 24 for the University of Dubuque. Uh, that's Spartans. me. That's me. Sorry, I'm at number 23. Oh, that's Wilco, student Wait, of the year. Five. 25? No, five. Five. Oh, Ryan Doyle. Dang it. NCAA record holder. What is Ben's number? 22. Shout out to number 22 Silky on the Mitz. University of Dubuque men's lacrosse team. What about two now? That's Justin. Oh, yeah, JD. Ex-podcast guest. Ex-podcast guest. Number two, number 22. I want three twos in the comments section of this podcast that has no comments section. Not yet. If you want to leave a review and just have it be two, two, two. Yeah. That'd be great. Please do that. That'd be great. Also prefer a five star. If you didn't like it though, you know, give it, give it an honest Yeah, maybe like a four. But still put in two, two, two. So we know you listen to it. Yeah, absolutely. Episode 30, two, two, two. And if, if you're, if you're listening to this in class guys, which I don't think anyone in my class actually listens to this podcast. Maybe Chase and, does. Maybe okay. JD does. Um, walk up to me and say two, two, two. There's the hidden message. I hidden like message of the week. Also, shout out JD. He gave his senior STEM presentation today. Killed it. Nice way to go, Killed JD. It. All about youth sports. Word. Killed. I it. filled out that survey. Oh, that's awesome. I didn't. Yeah. Oh my god. I know. I felt. I felt gypped. I was like, oh. Do you not goodness. send it to you? No. Oh, that's I would have. I would have. You. I know. I would have sent it to you. Oh, I see. I, I mean. see. I see. Yeah, no, I did. I did fill it out. Nice. It seemed it, it was a very well done presentation. Uh-huh. Absolutely was. Way to go, JD. Anyway, back to basketball. Back to basketball. Can I talk about Austin Reeves? Yeah, talk about Austin Reeves. Austin dude. Reeves is awesome. Yeah, he Austin is. Austin Reeves had one of the coldest Austin Reeves is officially president of the Swaggy White Boy Club. Yeah, right now, as it stands, as he's it stands, been elected. Swaggy he's been White appointed. Boy. He um for those of you who don't know, A, he played a fantastic game against the Grizzlies. Yes, he did. B at one point, he hit, I believe, a a, a floater, mm-hmm. right, and it like rolled around on the rim, like yep. it did not look like a pretty shot. And it as he in. as he ran away, it did go in. And as he ran away on the court with LeBron James, Anthony Davis, and John Morant, you would just see him screaming, "I'm him!" Yep. repeatedly. And that is the Three, coolest things, one of the coolest things I've ever seen. Mm-hmm. You I was talk like, about confidence. You are him. You are yeah, him, had Mr. Me Reeves. Believe in it. I was like, no, I still believe it. I didn't say I didn't. Austin Reeves will have a better career than LeBron James. We needed that moment of silence for that take. For that fact. For that hot take. That's your for hot that take. Hot take Friday. Hot take Friday. Hot take Wednesday. Hot take Tuesday. Tuesday. Hot Wednesday, take Wednesday. Comes out on Wednesdays. Yeah. Tomato, it is tomato. A Tuesday. It is a Tuesday for us. Austin Reeves. What's the most realistic hot take I can actually give about Austin Reeves? Mm. Austin Reeves will have a better career than Gordon Hayward. That's good. That's pretty solid. Who who was it uh, that compared those two, Austin Reeves and Gordon Hayward? <sighs> I definitely saw it, and yeah, that's why he's in my too. mind. Yeah. Was I it, just assumed that's why you brought up Gordon. It was. I don't remember who said that, though. Mm-hmm. I mean, if Austin Reeves makes one all-star game. Was it Windhorse? Could have been Wendy. Might have been Wendy. Shams? No, I don't think. I don't think Shams would say that. Shams doesn't do that much conjecture. I feel touche, like. touche. Wendy does stuff for clips. He does, which I respect. But he totally. killed it on uh, the Utah Jazz clip. Do you remember that? He 
him going, something is happening in Utah. I and love his, it. His fingers point in different directions. Love the, the meme and format that's he everywhere was now. Spot on. He also he was the only so Woj and Shams during the Ben Simmons James Harden trade deadline. Mm-hmm. Both of them were like the 76ers and Nets have not talked to each other. They're not going to get a deal done tonight. Yeah. And Wendy from nowhere was just like breaking news. Mm-hmm. James Harden is going to the 76ers for Ben Simmons. The um, ancillary pieces have not yet been agreed upon. And yeah. everyone was like, Wendy doing stuff for clicks. No, Wendy was right. Yeah, Wendy was right. Hashtag Wendy was right. I like that. I like that. I feel like Lin- Wendy is, uh, he's definitely the forgotten He's my favorite reporter. I, I like him a lot too. Have you seen the game of zones with him as a horse? I have. It's fantastic. Yeah. He's like, we will ride like the wind and then pulls off his cloak and he's a centaur. <laughs> oh, it's beautiful. Wind horse. Game of zones. I wish they brought that back. Bring it back. Please. I, Please I mean, do you watch hero ball at all? It's the bleacher reports replacement for, I've seen bits and uh, pieces of it. It's I saw one with the Knicks. The latest one. Yeah. The latest that was one, a fun with the one. That's why yeah. I said the unnecessary spin move earlier. Okay. That's fair. That is fair. That's a good one. It was about the Knicks fighting their, their, their themselves, fighting themselves and like the history of Knicks failures. Mm-hmm. Jalen Brunson, though, he's like, you brought me here to lead you. Mm-hmm. And I was like, Oh, that's yeah. Yeah. That's a good, it's good. Right. Well, mm-hmm. you're right. Being said, it's not nearly as good as game of zones. It's definitely not, but I don't, that, that's a hard, you know, legacy to live up to. Game of zones might legitimately be one of the greatest TV shows ever made. Yeah, short clips, short clip TV, TV shows. shows, straight up. Like wow, any TV show. I would watch Game of Zones more than Game of Thrones. I've never watched Game of Thrones. It's pretty good. Okay, it's pretty good. I heard. I'm not that far into it. I heard the last two seasons suck, but it's pretty good. Okay, word. Have to talk to Doctor C about that one. He's watched uh, Game of Thrones, right? Yep. Okay, I just assumed he did. He is a nerd. Yeah, he is a nerd. Yeah. Shout out our nerd, Doctor C. Doctor C. You. I called him Doctor Kevin the other day. He did not respond. I'm going to try that tomorrow. Dr. Hey, Kevin, Dr. Kevin. He's going to smack you. He might. He Give might. a little thwap. But that's all right. You live in, you live and you learn. Live and you learn. Li- yeah. Live and let live. Light the beam. <laughs> Light <laughs> the ju- beam. I just read that. <laughs> hit, Perfect. Hit, hit it, Nathan. Light right. the beam. Light the, ready? <laughs> Sorry, Madden. Okay. But anyway, the as it stands right now, the Kings are up 2-0 over the Warriors. And genuinely, ah. maybe it's because deep down I have little Kings fandom in my heart, but that's been a very, very fun series to watch just because of the historical aspect of the Kings not being there in 17 years and then taking on the defending champs and going up 2-0. It's phenomenal. It really is. Watching those games, it's a lot of fun. Their offense is ridiculously explosive. Shout out De'Aaron Fox, who just won Clutch Player of the Year today as well. And watching those games, you completely understand why. He dropped 38 in the first game. Not too sure what he did uh, last night, but from when I was watching, he was being he, he was clutch, pure and simple. But shout out the Kings, the Warriors. I think they're kind of shocked, to be honest, because going into Good. this playoffs, you, you heard a lot of teams, a lot of stars, or at least whispers of players saying, yeah, we want to play the Kings. Like, the Kings are the matchup we want. And you get there, and now the Warriors, the defending NBA champs, are down 2-0. And I think that has a lot of people realistically shocked. I think people now are going to be like, yeah, the Kings, obviously, you know. They're like that. Yeah, they're like that. but Built different. Going into it, I don't know. So I'm ha- I'm happy for the Kings. We have a little more King talk, too, uh, that we'll get to in a second. But King talk. I want your reaction to the Kings going up 2-0. 
I, I'll be honest with you. I've been saying it for a minute now. You have. The Kings they were my were West in your team. top five. I think they were three. my number one. I think they were too. I, I thought you were crazy. I think it was either the Lakers or the Kings were my number one. I think you had. Both of which are winning their series convincingly. Yep. I'm so in love with the Sacramento Kings team. Mm-hmm. Um, I hated on the Kings for the Domas trade. I thought yep. it was so dumb. Yep. Hey, I'm wrong. Yeah. I was so wrong. I was the wrongest boy in the whole town of wrong land. That's true. If you cannot tell, I'm you. very sleepy. There's a lot of homework that I've been doing. <laughs> so I am operating great, at a bit of a loopy stage here. That's all right. That being said, the Kings are so fun to watch. They are. Trey Lyles legitimately is the coolest power forward in the entire NBA right now. I do love Trey Lyles. I didn't. I thought he was cool. I thought he was fine. I, I thought he was a three and D power forward mm-hmm. who never really figured out the three point shot. And then he did. Then he in did. Sacramento. And he's that guy now. Yep. And no, I love him because we got Donovan. I know you, sorry, I yeah. said Madden no. My dog tried to jump onto <laughs> Nathan's lap because he likes Nathan, but Nathan had his computer, so I didn't want him to him to. He's knock coming it off. up anyway. He's a king. He is a king. He's a good boy. Just like the kings. Just like the kings. I will, Madden, how do you feel about having a fifth a fifth name? Right now, uh, Madden has a few names. Um, one of the, the newest one is Vizsla from The Vizsla. Mandalorian. Okay, word. Vizsla's in The Mandalorian. He's word. very cool. His name is Paz Vizsla. He's very big. Okay. Just a large man. <laughs> He was in the first two seasons too. Okay. Um, but yeah. So his newest nickname is Vizla. I think his newest middle name is going to be Doma. Okay. Domas. Perfect. Madden Domas Vizla Barnett has a nice ring to it. There's one more middle name in there, but it gets a little political out here. Okay, that's fair. We'll save that for it's uh, Obama. Oh, love my dog. I see that. Oh, it says that ran right the keychain too. It doesn't. No, it doesn't. But they don't have to know that. No, they it did. It definitely does. It says Obama. He doesn't have a name tag on him. I respect this. It's just like rabies. his rabies shot. Okay. His rabies that. stuff. I have his important information on there, but right now I he lost his last caller, so. Unfortunate. Come yeah. on, Madden. Come on. What are you doing? What are you doing? Anyway. I love it. I'd agree with you. The win for the Kings. I'd say a capital win, right? Capital W. Capital Yeah, capital W. And then I'll do a lowercase win for... For the Pacers, because Halliburton, he's still a tremendous piece. It's not a lowercase. They're both capital Ws. This is the well, most win-win trade I've ever seen in my life. Right now, I, I can't say it's a Halle capital was an win. all-star. I get that, but the Kings are in the playoffs like for the first time in The Pacers didn't want to be in the playoffs. Years. That's Listen, okay. I'm, it's a win for, it can be a W, a big W win for both teams. I'll give you a big W and a halfway W or a halfway I and lowercase n for, for the Pacers. That's the most, most I'll budge right now. That was higher than where it previously was. So okay. Cool with that. Cool. Compromise. Are you just, that was higher than what I said it was. Oh, okay. So You're I'm right. good with that. All right. Word. Take it. I'll take it. I've already yeah. said it. Bam. So yeah, I'm glad we are on a common ground on that. But anyway, in game two, there's a little bit of controversy there's Trey. a lot of controversy. There's a lot here. of controversy. There's a lot of controversy here. But anyway, we'll paint the picture for you. All right. Uh-huh. The Kings I'll have my missed eyes a shot. Right. Yeah. They missed a shot. Not Come sure on. what quarter it is. I'm I'm gonna say the fourth because that's what I think I remember. I believe anyway, it was the third. Maybe the third. Okay, it's the third quarter. Kings miss a shot. They don't get a rebound. Mm. And Sabonis, he gets hit. I, I don't remember from who, but he gets hit by a warrior player and he's going down. And Draymond Green happens to be near. in a very near proximity to him. And Sabonis instinctively maybe grabs his leg, you know, 
how instinctively was it? You, you uh, keep going. Sorry. Okay. Back to my painting. He grabs Draymond Green's leg, right? Maybe trying to get a competitive advantage to prevent a fast break that the Warriors are definitely going to be on. It's a weird choice for Draymond to be that guy for the fast break stopper, but I, I you know yeah. what? No, because the Warriors are going on offense. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. Okay. Anyway, Draymond's not really a threat. He passes. Not in fast break. All right, anyway, Sabonis has Green's leg, and he's wrapping onto it for dear life. Yeah. And Green, obviously, he feels this, and he rips his leg out of Sabonis' hands. Give me that. His grasp. That's my leg. And the first move Mr. Draymond Green does after is a step off of Sabonis's. It torso. looks so much worse than a step. It looks in, like in he jumps up onto like Domas. He's j- intentionally using Sabonis's body. I don't think as he a launching was. pad. I don't think he was. But in slow mo, mo- that's what it looks like. Bad. Yeah. In slow mo, it looks like because from the angle that everyone sees in the slow mo too, mm-hmm. it's from like a uh, like Domas's head looking at where the Warriors are heading on their fast break. Mm-hmm. So you don't really see Domas grab Draymond's leg. It looks like Domas is on the ground. Draymond turns and jumps up and plants the his right heel into Domas's chest, yep. and then he takes off. Yep. What actually happened was he fell. He grabbed on the Draymond, whether or not on purpose mm-hmm. or on accident. He grabbed on the Draymond. Draymond felt this, and when he pulled his leg free, he started stumbling on his left foot, yep. and so he brought his right foot down to stabilize him. It was directly in the center of the chest of Domas. Like, yep. I'm not going to say that like, there's no blank. way that... Like, there's a good chance Draymond mm-hmm. purposefully put that foot onto Domas, but it definitely was not, like, a step on or anything, mm-hmm. which is, I think, I think, or it was not, like, a jump and try to hurt him. Yeah. Are you mad at the, he, he got a flagrant no. two for this. No, Do I think, think that's, that's, that's appropriate. Okay. I mean, yeah, it's, A, it looks bad. Mm-hmm. It looks like it you just stomped bad. on a man on the ground. Mm-hmm. That being their greatest offseason addition they've ever had. Mm-hmm. Like that, it looks bad. That's fair. That being or not off season, this was last season edition, mm-hmm. but it doesn't look good. Um, on top of that, it's Draymond. You kind of have history. to set that, yeah, that precedent because yep. like, dude's been a little great. Like he is, he was Dylan he Brooks a good before track he was Dylan record. Brooks, except with better three point percentage. Look at Dylan Brooks. Yeah, anti Dylan. You're more anti Dylan than me. Madden was not happy about am. that. Madden actually was big fan of Dylan Brooks over there. All right, Madden, you can get off my lap. Yeah, now. you have a bad take, son. Yeah. <laughs> um, no, I think flagrant two is probably the the right call to make. Flagrant one also would have been like, I could see you them going that, that way. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't think Kings fans would have been okay with the flagrant one. I feel Definitely like flagrant not. two, especially because it is Dre, mm-hmm. you have to be able to drop the hammer down and show. I'm not putting no, up no, a no, no, against no. Draymond. Like not this series. No, I respect that. Yeah, and I think I don't think there's any sort of. I, I saw a couple Warriors fan being like they're rigging it against us, mm-hmm. bro. Why? Yeah, what? You're their poster child. Shut I was going to say, suck this year. that would make no sense for the NBA to not want Steph Curry, Clay Thompson, Draymond Green, and the Warriors. To move on to the, the next round over yeah. the Kings. Literally. Yeah, you want to talk about marketing? Please. Although, they, the NBA <laughs> could do a, a very good job with marketing the Kings if they do advance. They could. They could. Yeah, they very well could. Yeah. Which I, I hope the Kings do advance. Yeah. Do you think it was also valid, the flagrant two, or would you have called it flagrant I, I think one? it's valid. Yeah, like you said. What would you have called? What would you have called in the moment? In the moment, I think I would start with the personal and go 
and review for a flagrant two foul. Yeah, that's fair. Yeah. Are you able to review for flagrants? I always I th- always thought you could. I thought you could too. Yeah. So I think that might be I'm the right saying that call. under the I'm under the impression that you can go back and review. After your review, you call on a flagrant one or a flagrant two. I probably go with flagrant two. Because looking I, at it, you have the you're in the arena, Kings fans screaming at you and looking at it slow mo. It'd be pretty the fans convincing. Definitely have an impact on the officials. Absolutely. Probably not like not as massive. Yeah. Like, there's no well, way it's that, there. You know, the home refs are paid mm-hmm. off to help the no, home team. Which type they're crap. not. Which um, they're not. But there's definitely like majority you're listening to Kings fans yell at you for mm-hmm. what you're gonna call. They're very emotional because they're yeah star player, their second star. Yeah, I'm not mad at it though. Even if it was in you know Golden State. Yeah. I think it's still. I'd be an curious to hear call. what um, other officials said. Yeah, that was good. I know the the NBA always does like their two minute report or mm-hmm. whatever about missed calls or calls they made on the floor. So yeah, I'd be curious to look look that up. I don't think they said anything about the Draymond. I think they said it was fine. Yeah, I mean, you know what? I I'm not mad at it. I would have yeah. given a flagrant too. Mm-hmm. That's I think that's the like right way to go. Ninety nine times out of a hundred. Yeah, he's getting a flagrant too. Yeah, I do think that Sabonis. Uh, I don't know. I don't know how much of a basketball play is grabbing on. Oh, he's getting a personal foul at the bare minimum. Yeah. He grabbed on. The only reason that I could see him grabbing onto that leg is if he's falling and he just grabbed onto something. Yeah, but he's already on the ground. But he was already point. on the ground. Mm-hmm. What are you doing? Yeah. Domas, mm-hmm. you know I'm a big fan, but what are you doing? What are you doing there? What are you doing? It's a head scratcher. Clay Thompson took it very personal. Clay Thompson takes everything very... Did he give him the one, two, three, four? He did not. This was uh, in mm-hmm. the post game conference he was like it's not a basketball move like he's trying to hurt our it's, guy it's not it's not it's not a basketball move i, I don't I know don't about know hurting your hurt. dude yeah. yeah i don't know about that like clay's obviously in his feelings but to be fair you should be yeah i mean if that's my teammate i'd be upset yeah especially Fresh when you're out of, that yeah. close with and had so much success with i'd be mm-hmm. no i don't blame him yeah but as a third party unbiased opinion yeah i agree emotional. with you i think this has nothing to do with this. Yeah. I think the Warriors are the most well-connected to, like, the media in the entire NBA. Okay. I think, remember when um, Gary Payton was traded and the yeah. Warriors were like, they didn't disclose this injury to us. They're evil franchise. Yeah. That never happened. They did disclose the injury. Mm-hmm. Uh, I read this whole thing on it, how the Portland Trailblazers, like, said the injury. The injury had been known for months beforehand. Yeah. And it was been very clear like how much time he was gonna miss with that injury. Yeah. And the Warriors did the trade and they were like, Oh my gosh, they're so they're so horrendous. League, you need to look into this. And it was found out that every single person who reported on it was an inner circle reporter for the Warriors who has like ties with the owner. Oh my god. And it was a bunch of stuff like that. Like it was pure NBA conspiracy theory that yeah. just made sense. And then they conjectured a bit on why they did that to the Trailblazers, who's a free agent this summer. Draymond. Who said last year that he really wants to play with Draymond? Damian Lillard. Word. So they wanted to recoup something back from that, I guess, mm-hmm. potentially, or looking towards the future. Yeah. It was a weird situation, for sure, but the Trailblazers are not a poorly run organization in terms of if they're shady or not. Mm-hmm. I feel like they're pretty upfront. They're pretty upfront. Yeah. That's I mean, how I'd like they to have believe a, them. They have a team built off of chemistry. and They do. Like, enjoying the presence of each other. Yeah, absolutely. That's admirable. I don't know how well it's going now with Damian Lillard. Yeah, Damian's a little upset. He's missed CJ. 
Yeah, I don't understand. CJ. Why did you guys give Anthony Simons the same contract you gave CJ McCollum if Anthony Simons is just a younger version of CJ McCollum with the exact same ceiling? Maybe just because of that, he's younger. He's younger. He turned into more but, expensive. I don't know. And I, I, I would think like from him a, as much. Yeah, I'm, I was going to say from a chemistry standpoint, that's crazy. Wouldn't you want to keep your star player happy? That's crazy. That being especially said, as a small market team, yeah, dude. I don't like, know. That's I don't always know. such a concern. With mm-hmm. these small market teams, is oh your big stars are going to leave and is that really demand a trade? I feel like it's talked about a lot. I feel like it I never feel happens. Like, yeah, we we talked about this what the other day a little think, bit yeah. about uh, like I think it's more of a thing of a past. Or you said you mm-hmm. think it's more of something in the past. And yeah, I, I'm leaning I'm leaning with you. I think the only time I can remember it happening and it wasn't even free agency, but it was Paul George. Mm-hmm. I guess Lamarcus left the Trailblazers. To, for the Spurs in like yeah, 2008? Yeah, but like that's also it's small different market era. to small market pretty much. Yeah, I mean, it, it was it was pop too. Yeah, like, it was pop. The the Spurs were clicking back then. Yeah, I get it. Yeah, he didn't it, leave but because he was like... I want to go to LA. Yeah, he was like, I just want to go here. And then mm. Paul George, PG. kind of. Yeah. I, uh, we pointed to Kawhi a little bit, but even the Raptors knew it was a one-year rental. Yeah, I mean, there was still a certain level of like... You know, maybe he would resign if he won a championship. Yeah, going through Toronto, but mm-hmm. every single fan was like, "No, we're good." Yeah, they're cool with it. Yeah, they're you content. win us a championship, you're good. Yeah, we see you later. You forever. I bet the Raptors retire his number. I wouldn't be shocked. Is he the best Raptor to ever play? No. Top five. Easy. I, I think top three. I think top two. Not. Yeah. I think I'm top two, and I think Vince Carter Vince is the Carter. only competition. And honestly, Kawhi's better than Vince Carter. I don't know why I said no. Kawhi's the best Raptor of all time. I'd say player-wise, just looking at their performance, yeah, Kawhi, but what they meant for the city, what I would almost say city, Vince Kawhi Carter. Is not Vince top, Carter is not top three. Yeah, Vince Carter would have to be number Carter, one. <sighs> there's Carter so many people. Three. I don't know. There's so many people that believe uh, Vince Carter and just his pure explosiveness when he was in Toronto is what kept that team in Toronto. You got to remember, man, when Vince Carter left, he was the most hated man in all of Canada. They do not. They're better with him now because how can you hold a grudge against a 48 year old man? Touche. But he was the most hated person until he was on that Grizzlies team and came back and they finally gave him a standing ovation until then. He got booed every time he walked into Toronto's. uh, That's how much he meant to them. Well, a little bit before that, they were talking about how he gave up on the team, the whole, um, do you, do, I don't know if you were watching basketball. I don't even know if I was watching basketball. I just know about this. Mm-hmm. I just know you started watching maybe a little bit before I did. Um, there was a series against the Sixers where Vince Carter missed a game to go to his college graduation because mm-hmm. he, he was finishing college. Yeah. And he missed a freaking game, like a playoff game that they Damn. lost and then missed a game winner later. Like, mm-hmm. And everyone was like calling for his head. Damn. They hated each other. There's um a very good video on SB Nation. Mm-hmm. I believe it's on SB Nation. Or no, it's on Secret Base. My bad. It's on Secret Base. And it's about the beef between Vince Carter and the fans. Very good. I respect that. I'll maintain. <laughs> what are you giggling at? Huh? What are you giggling at? Oh, how I maintain. Excellent. Yeah. Excellent. Oh, that's just me. But really quick, you did bring up Draymond Green um, and offseason stuff. The Lakers came out, or there was something with the Lakers that came out a couple days ago that uh, Draymond Green is their like 
most valued or ideal free agent target for That's this offseason. I mean, Draymond would love it. Draymond would love it. I think LeBron would, would love that a lot, too. I don't know. You don't think I mean, LeBron, I think LeBron would, like would be that cool with it, but I, th- yeah. I think it's a bad move. I, I, I personally, I don't agree with that. I'd rather have Kyrie Irving than Draymond I, Green. Be honest with you. Just resign the guys you have and find shooters. Kyrie's a shooter, but he's a max contract shooter. Mm-hmm. And you have no. You also got to pay Austin Reeves. Just get guards and forwards and power forwards and centers who can shoot the three ball. That's Fair it. Enough. I'm so sick of these guys, of this, of this, of Rob Polinka's Lakers. You really broke me, broke me down. Like, finals really taking its toll because I'm going in. But I'm sick of the Lakers and teams around LeBron going, I guess a mid range shooter is a three point shooter, right? Mm-hmm. And signing all of them. And that's it. Yeah. Who who did they sign? I don't think they signed a single three-point shooter this offseason, last offseason. Um, I don't know. I don't think they signed a single one. I don't one. have any that are popping into Damian my head right Jones, now. Jones, center, does not shoot threes. Thomas Bryant, good did, center, uh, does did not shoot Did they sign threes. Malik Monk this offseason? No, Malik Monk is on the Kings. I know, but I thought he was traded there. I thought he was traded there I previously from... No, no, no. Malik Monk had a great year in Los Angeles oh, two but years they let ago. Him, let him and then walk. he walked in free agency because he was on a minimum deal. That's what, yep. That's what it was. And then on top of that, they signed Lonnie Walker, a guard, very good guard. Mm-hmm. Have you ever seen Lonnie Walker take a three? I have not. It does not happen. No. He's a not. mid-range playmaker and he's very good at that thing. But that's, 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 what are mm-hmm. you doing? What are you doing? Stop that. <laughs> Stop that. Kendrick Nunn, bro. Kendrick Nunn. What you signed DeAndre uh Jordan? What is this team? All right. I don't get it. Just sh- shooters. Signed Tristan Thompson. Not too long ago. They did sign. That was recent. Thompson. Yeah. That's true. Richard I just, Jefferson. Uh, Seth Curry's gonna be be a free free agent this year. That should Seth be the Lakers' Curry. number yeah. one target. Seth Curry would be a great addition to that. Danny Green will be a free agent. If you if you can, try to get him back. At least he shoots and he has LeBron repertoire or um rapport. Mm-hmm. There are shooters available. Stop. I don't th- see. Draymond shoots like twenty nine percent from three. Logically, it makes sense, and I hear you. But like you kind of highlighted earlier, I don't think the La- that that that's not what the Lakers have been about. It's not as of the past couple of years with this LeBron team. So will it happen? It's I don't what think works so. the best. Yeah, but yeah, exactly. It's what works the best when you have a LeBron James as your centerpiece. But, oh well. Only time will tell, Trey. Only time will tell. Josh Richardson. Hmm. He can shoot like threes. That. Jay Crowder's going to be a free agent. Threes. Victor Oladipo's going to be a free agent. He can give you some threes. Dario mm-hmm. Saric is a great power forward center for threes. Yep. Not anymore. He's all right now, but still. No, Seth Curry, big name. Seth Curry Need that guy. Uh, Bruce Brown, does he have... He has a player option. If he declines that player option, make him your number one target. Her. Joe Ingles, free agent. Joe. Kind of sucks now, but he can still shoot threes. Joe, but he's... Joe's so cool, dude. He could do your taxes, too. He could do your taxes and substitute at your kid's school. Yep, he could do it all. What are you doing? Tory Craig. Tory Cam Craig Johnson, would be sick. Dante DiVincenzo. Daniel House Jr., if he mm. wants. Terrence Davis, Nikhail Alexander Walker, Walker, Mike Muscala, George Yang. The minivan in what, LA. What you, he better not. He better resign with the Sixers right now. I'm not having this. We'll see. Love, I love George. Hey, speaking of your Sixers, though, 
Oh yeah. Joel Embiid. Grant Williams. Sorry. What's the up? The best player in the world. Yeah. So Joel Embiid was on with Rachel Nichols and she's like, you're one of the best players in the world. And he went the best. That's awesome. That is awesome. It's just a fact at this point, man. He's so good at basketball. It's not even fair. Fair enough. It's not. I love him so Do much. Do you know when uh, the MVP's announced? No, I have no idea. I don't remember. I never remember. My boss I always get to this also point. recently asked this question. Yeah, I always get to this <laughs> point of the like, year. I have no I'm idea. Like, I never remember when is it, that's Is it announced. second round? I is it first like, round? I feel like it's almost second round. I feel like it's second round, right? Yeah. Yeah. We'll go with second round. But then it also makes sense for them just to do it a day at a time. You I know? think it's second round. Because okay. remember during bubble year, Giannis won MVP mm. and he had to go get his trophy. And he was after he lost in the second round, he was Fair so enough. pissed about it. Yeah, that w- that'd be tough. That'd be tough. Oh my gosh. That'd be tough. So Joel, make it to the get past the Nets. That's easy though. It's easy. I, Even with their, what, poor shooting performance is what I saw yeah, they via great Twitter. Last, last you know, last one, they were kind of struggling. Um, uh, they still pulled out the, the bench. Victory. Didn't really want to show up for a little bit. Fair enough. Saw the first half, only two players scored points from the bench. Wow. It was Paul Reed who's been balling out. Paul Reed. Melton. Out the mud, bro. Out the mud. Pulsif. Get Paul's, his hundred dollar hoodies. Great. I love Paul Reed. Shout out his hundred dollar hoodies. I want to yep. buy one. I don't Shout have a hundred dollars. Courtside too, who were rocking his hoodies. Yeah. He tweeted that. I love it. Yeah. Paul Reed's one of the best Twitter follows ever. I've enjoyed the like two, three tweets I've seen from they're, him. They're so. solid. They're all goofy and loving. Mm-hmm. So he also sometimes really tweets really cryptic things about Doc Rivers not putting him in the in the rotation that's and then awesome. deletes it. That's I think awesome. it's the funniest thing. Uh, like, awesome. someone didn't know he wasn't on his burner. Uh-huh. Shoot. Uh-oh. You just look for the exact same phrasing on a, a burner account somewhere. It, we'll find it. Yeah. We'll find we'll it. We'll figure you out, Paul Reed. We're in your mind. In your and you can buy our silence by coming on the podcast and giving us two hoodies. Yeah, there you go. Out the out the mud. I like that. Trey, I got to ask you. Give it to me. I want to hear a hot take from you via NBA. Be playoff related, not playoff related. Anything you want. Derek Rose is not anywhere near a Hall of Fame career. Damn. Like not even like, not even halfway there. Mm-hmm. Let's see what basketball reference gives him. He has three all-star appearances. Mm-hmm. His one MVP. He has no rings. No rings. I think he has two all-NBA appearances. Uh, One all-NBA. One! 2010-2011. MVP the year. He, year. Yeah. Wow. That is tough. You're telling me that's a, that's a Hall of Fame career? I mean, I, I'm in agreement I mean, with yeah, you. I mean, you're not going to tell me that, but people... Yeah, people. Chase. Chase, is he a big D-Rose Hall of Famer? This was the first thing on Hot Take Friday. Ooh, class of the day that okay. we debated for a while. It was this. I, I, all right, there you go. I, I just think he's wrong. I told them that Gilbert Arenas had the same career. <laughs> I do remember you telling me that. Yep. yep. Oof. That's brutal. It's a fact. It's so similar. Mm-hmm. It's so similar. And he's like, D-Rose... He clawed his way back up to be a good six man. I don't care. Good six men don't deserve to be in the Hall of Fame because mm-hmm. they worked hard for it. Because they were, yeah. Like good for good on D Rose. Like don't get me wrong, D Rose is probably one of my favorite players of all mm-hmm. time. But he's not I think Hall he's of cool. Famer. I, I root for him every time I see him. I got to see him play the game after his fifty point game with the Timberwolves. I was at the game after that. He dropped Did like that thirty against the Jazz. Got like thirty three. 
He did the 50 against, against the Jazz. Jazz. Yes. Unfortunate. And he was supposed to be, uh, the Jazz told him not even to come to Utah. They just traded him. That's right. To Minnesota. No, no, they didn't trade him. They released him. Oh, yeah, that's right. They, they released cut him. him. They didn't even want I him. was so mad about that. I was like, bro, a Derrick Rose in a Jazz jersey? Oh, my God. That would have been so sick. It would have been sick. He wanted to play for Tom Thibodeau, though, which he really likes doing. He likes playing for Coach Tibbs. You are so true. What? Bulls, um, Bulls then T-Wolves, T-Wolves, and now, and now the, the Knicks. Knicks. Wow. He likes playing for Coach Tibbs. I guess so. Followed him around three different times. Yeah, I don't know why you would like playing for Coach Tibbs, but he, he does like playing for I Coach Tibbs. Is Coach Tibbs one of the more unliked coaches amongst players, you think? I think... It's he, either you it's hate either, him or you yeah, love him. Yeah, it's a 50-50. Because yeah. he's big on There's defense. No between. Mm-hmm. So if you like playing defense... And then he's big on giving his starters like minutes to run them into the ground. Yep. And if you like playing a lot, that's great. But also, D Rose got injured because he was playing in either I think a blowout win against the Philadelphia 76ers with like six minutes left in the fourth. Yeah. They're winning by 30. God damn. That's when D Rose's first injury happened. And that's how the Bulls lost as a one seed versus the eighth seed, mm-hmm. which in turn Got the Philadelphia 76ers to buy into the idea that they're contenders with Drew Holiday and Andre Iguodala. So they trade Andre Iguodala for Andrew Bynum, mm. who tanked the 76ers for mm. years, which sent Drew Holiday over to um, Pelicans? the Pelicans for New Orleans Noel. And because Drew Holiday went to the Pelicans, the Pelicans eventually trade him to the Milwaukee Bucks. So the Bucks win a championship. So the Bucks championship is really a credit to the Philadelphia 76ers beating the eight-seeded Bulls, and Tom Thibodeau playing his starters too much. That was beautiful. Thank you. Yeah, that was beautiful. Talk about rabbit hole. That yeah, was that was the fantastic. butterfly effect of the NBA. All right, yeah, I'm going to tell every uh, Bucks fan that I know, which quite a bit up here There's in a lot. Dubuque, There's Iowa. There's a lot, which I really enjoy. I'm going to say you should thank the Sixers. They'll be like, what? I think Bucks fans are probably some of the smartest fans. I give them a lot of credit. They're really solid. Yeah. They, they're not ignorant, which I appreciate. Mm-hmm. Even with... Like Giannis in the season and the Bucks as a whole. So I freak with that. We're an hour and a half. We are. Holy crap. That's what's up. The log pod. Definitely the longest pod we've had, huh? <laughs> yeah, by like probably like 20 minutes. Yeah, just about. Dang. But I would say my hot take is purely also looking at one player in, in specific, but Kevin Durant's rings count. And yeah, because I look at those Warriors teams, they definitely would not have won without him. Yep. 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 Left you speechless. They count. MVP, finals MVP. Keep talking about it. I okay. look something up. Well, I'm looking uh, when he did go down in injury, right, against the Raptors. It was a team of destiny. Team of destiny. I don't even care, bro. The Raptors handled them. Favorably. They did. They did. You're not wrong. You're not wrong. I Like Kevin Durant, they needed him at that point because LeBron and the Cavs weren't going anywhere. And unless you do add a superstar plus, because it, Kevin Durant's a superstar and then some. Because yeah. that, that's the reality of it. That, it really that's is. the type of player he is. If you don't add that, maybe they get one more. But LeBron and the Cavs were coming. That's my hot take. His rings That's count. That's crazy. His rings count. That's. What is this? Free, so I'm, I looked at the free agency yeah. to see what happened. So let's let's say this, right? The Warriors don't sign Kevin Durant. Yep. He goes back to OKC. They don't win anything. 
that because damn near, bro, the the OKC Thunder probably would have or they, they would have at least competed again to beat the they Warriors. Competed. They wouldn't have won. Yeah. They would not have won. Um, you tell me the 73 and 9 Warriors. Who lost to the Cavs. Who lost to the Cavs. Yeah. To a team of destiny. Wouldn't have won two more championships. Or two more? One more championship. I'd say at most one. How many how many did KD win with them? Two? I think he won two. Two. You think you're saying the Warriors wouldn't have won two more? I don't think two more. Because let me put it this way. Say one most. So KD signs with the Warriors, right? Yep. LeBron responds by leaving. Yep. Leaving a few years later, going to the Lakers, which cleared the path for the East for the Toronto Raptors to get to the playoffs mm-hmm. or to get to the championship. One, I don't think LeBron would leave he Cleveland probably would, yeah, he probably if Kevin Durant's not there. Mm-hmm. And two, I don't think LeBron loses if he stays in Cleveland. Uh, uh, an Eastern Conference Finals victory. So I don't think they would have gone. That being said, I don't think LeBron, with his Cavs, especially with Kyrie demanding a trade, is able to stop that Warriors team. I think they can stop the East because they can always stop the East because mm-hmm. they're LeBron James. But Kevin Durant's still on the Thunder in this world. Yeah. I don't know, bro. He's not winning the anything. Th- I don't know. He's not I winning know. anything. I, I would just imagine they come back so much hotter. I imagine so they come back much colder. Hotter. The, the year after... The uh, Thunder lost Reggie Jackson, mm-hmm. who was their great backup point guard, because him and Russell Westbrook were always in fights, constantly. They would have kept their coaching staff still, because they would have been just good enough. Yep. Probably Billy Donovan would still be there. They'd still be trying to this day with Kevin Durant and Russell Westbrook. LeBron would probably still be in the Cavs, or if he left the Cavs, he would be in L.A. now mm-hmm. with the most recent uh, option, because he always signed one plus one options in Cleveland. There's no way... The Warriors don't win at least two more championships if KD doesn't sign. Bro, I give them one. That's crazy. They lost seven. Oh, they needed Smacked Kevin Durant to, to get back and win that, dude. <sighs> yeah. They lost 73 to uh, one. The Thunder just took them to a seven-game series. They were up 3-1. The Thunder were. I'm trying to think. The, Thun- the Thunder didn't sign anyone in the free agency of 2016, right? I don't remember, I don't to think be so. honest. They lost That's, Kevin Durant. They lost like, Kevin Durant. They just kind of gave up. They kind of rolled over. Was it the year after they went, got PG? Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Mm, yeah. Yeah. Because that was, a uh, was that Westbrook's triple-double year? Yes. Yeah. That was his know, MVP bro. season. They're not winning. So Westbrook doesn't get his, Westbrook doesn't get his triple-double Doesn't season. get his sadness. Doesn't get his MVP sadness. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, we should have had a coach on this. <sighs> coach we'll just ask him about it sometime. Yeah, for sure. But I, Katie doesn't leave, right? Mm-hmm. The Thunder still don't sign anyone. They have to resign Katie, so they have the same same team, same team. Maybe they still find a way to pull that Paul George trade because it was Depot and Sabonis was was Paul George's deal. So maybe they're still finding a way for that. Mm-hmm. But they also don't have the max contract space anymore, so they have to find money to match with that. They didn't have to do that. Depot was making twenty mil. That was enough to get them out of tax for for a Paul George acquisition. On top of that, this is the same year that everyone became a free agent. So either Harrison Barnes resigns with the Warriors or okay. Dwayne Wade or Al Horford or one of the other great free agents signs with the Warriors. Because guess what? Dwayne Wade on the back half of his career, though. Dwayne That's Wade not- on, on his two years in the Bulls was fantastic. And everyone wants to forget, forget about it because he was on the Bulls, which is super weird. But that guy was killing it. Dwayne Wade had okay back. And like an okay injury history that mm-hmm. year, his his first year with the Bulls, and he was hitting threes with regularity. 
That's crazy. Right, I'm going to pull that. up these D Wade stats for, for his Bulls years. He was nice. I'm curious now. He was nice. He was, uh, he was, he was nice adjacent. <laughs> and even better on the Warriors. Because he would have been a six-man instead of the starting shooting guard trying to work with Jimmy Butler to pull them past the one seed mm-hmm. as an eighth seed. His year in Chicago. Give it played to me. 60 games. Yep. Do, do, do. Three-point percentage. Give it to me. Oh, three-point percentage. Give it to me. 31. Look at that. Buckets. It's not great. I thought it was higher than that. No, 31. It's not great. I thought it was 18 a night, though. 18 a night? Yeah, as a two option, number two option. It's pretty solid for an old D-Wade. Maybe, I, I think I overestimated his three-point shooting. I, I think you did. I think my brain was 31 is, that's kind of underwhelming. That's kind of mid. Um, that being said, he's still 18 a night. And on top of that, that's not their, like, top option, too. No, he's not. I mean, not. you had... LeBron James was technically a free agent that year. Kevin Durant was a free agent that year. Andre Drummond was a free agent that year. Um, Al Horford was a free agent that year. Drummond would be nice. Drummond would be nice. Al Horford on that, on that Horford team would be, would be nice. crazy. I don't know. We're playing a lot of what-ifs at that point. It did start out. Whoa, did it? No. Yeah, I just said his championships count. I, they don't, though. I think, I don't know. We I, think, I think we can give one. him a half a championship for each, for each ring. Damn. Saying he he didn't won. do the work for that. He was the best player on that. He was not the best player on that. Lies. He was at best the second best player. I know. It's what the it's what the trophy says. It's a great point. I mean, it's what the trophy says. It's fair. Tell he, Kevin he, Durant he, he, he wasn't won, the best player on that. He went. He won two Finals MVPs. Right? Yeah, he had okay. to because Steph just got his first. How much of that was though? The Warriors trying to appease him to make sure he didn't leave them. Probably at least some of it. Probably maybe just a little tinkle you of it, could, but. He was Maybe great. I, I, I'm going crazy here. Let's Kevin Durant Kevin was a Durant. massive part of that championship team in terms of just how good he was. Let me said, we're talking about a 73 and nine team mm-hmm. with Harrison Barnes, a small forward. Yep. They found a way to sign Harrison Barnes back. Cause he signed with the Mavericks. He didn't have a good finals performance either. No, he didn't. He yeah, didn't. He shot and, very poorly. And if he does in the future, it's a little different. Continues growing. He's a, he's a bucket mm-hmm. straight up. Doing well for the Kings now. Like the beam. Revenge series. It's Revenge up. series. Should we get a mini beam? Okay. And just like put it on the desk. We'll turn off all the lights at the end of podcast and light the beam. I like that. It's like that. That's a good uh, hot take though. That's a good hot take. Thank you. I, I appreciated yours as well. A word. With that though, I think that's all we got. I think that's all we got. We're at an hour 42. Yeah. So if you listened this far, thank Holy you. Crap. We appreciate thank it. You. Let us know some of your hot takes on any one of our social media platforms. Email us. Yeah, email us. I don't care. Write us a letter. I don't know where you're going to address that. Yeah, I don't know where you're going to address Don't send email. a Yeah, address it to the email. Don't send us a letter. But yeah. If you if you know us personally, send us a letter. It'd be funny. Mm-hmm. But there we go. We appreciate uh, Coach Smith and his time earlier. Yeah. Shout out you. But yeah. Till next time, guys. It's been real. It's been fun. And it's been real fun. Indeed it has. Deuces. Deuces.